Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Kenneth Vigia, and the holidays are upon us once more. After the last few episodes, things got pretty dark in Appalachia, if you'll pardon the pun. So it's time to lighten things up. This episode takes place almost two months after the events of Dark Halloween. While Simon is still on ice and Chad is back home. And you know what? As opposed to leaving you dangling any longer... I wanted to tell you for the sake of the season that he did make it home in time to save Susie. But there was an unexpected consequence to saving her that you'll find out about in our next episode. This year's holiday special is something unique, and while it incorporates some familiar characters, the rest are quite new. Our yearly charity drive, Fallout for Hope to Benefit St. Jude, has come to an end with the Fallout community raising an astounding $166,000. Part of this campaign was a live broadcast production of A Christmas Carol, with some of the voice actors from Fallout 3, 4, and 76, including Wes Johnson, Courtney Taylor, Craig Seckler, Mike Rawson, Jan Johns, and also Bethesda's Pete Hines and Sean Baptiste, haunting us from the wings. I can't tell you what it's like to write for the people I grew up with who voiced the characters of the game series I love so dearly. If you're watching this on Spotify, you're about to see the actual live video broadcast as well, and not just an audio podcast. And if you don't have Spotify, you can see the 4K video version on our YouTube channel. I will preface this by saying that with this being a live internet broadcast with us, all in different parts of the world, in some spots the audio quality isn't quite what I like to deliver normally, so I hope you'll forgive that. I also want to recreate an experience that's been a holiday tradition for me for over 20 years. My favorite version of A Christmas Carol is the 1970 musical version, starring Albert Finney with a frankly spectacular orchestral score from Leslie Brickus. Every Christmas Eve, we'd load it into the VCR, and later the DVD player, and watch the film with the original 1970 opening overture that played as the audience filed into theaters. Our episode begins with an opening overture by composer Zach Nelson that is every bit the holiday epic I dreamed it would be. It's a 10-minute tour-de-force composition, and while it's playing, I want you to dim the lights, pop some corn, and drape yourself in the coziest of blankets. It's how I intended you to listen to and experience this. The same ritual I have every year. But if you're in a car, you know, maybe don't do all that, and feel free to fast-forward through this if you want. Though this is a chat episode, it's 100% family-friendly. 
so the kids can listen in as well. Now the stage is set. Our players are ready backstage. The cast of Chad, a Fallout 76 story, and our friends present episode 11 of season 2, Charles Dickens's A Christmas Carol. Maestro, begin.
One October, not long ago, we celebrated a different kind of day, Reclamation Day. We emerged into Appalachia and roamed and fought and conquered and reclaimed a small piece of home, making friends and finding family and enemies alike. But in a world filled with sun-fading calendars of further away years and nuke-frozen clocks making it forever October, the holidays we spent in the vault as a family felt more and more like the memory of another life. I want to tell you a story of one Christmas when a strange yuletide-bearing caravan rolled into Appalachia and with it a merry band of performers who rekindled that lost spirit. You're about to meet Lord Alistair Olivier and his Olivier and Company off-off-Broadway performers. Now, Lord Alistair, who was Lord in name only after buying a postage-stamp-sized plot of land in merry old England, was a preening, strutting, gloating, self-satisfied old thespian who barely made it out of the East Village crater following the Great War. He rounded up the surviving actors and convinced them to hit the road like the traveling minstrels of yore, to bring culture to the commoners, as Lord Alistair put it. Arriving here, they bore neither weapon nor malice, and yet had the sad misfortune of cheerfully singing carols past a less-than-festive fisher up near the pumpkin house. And, well, you could probably guess what happened next. Decreased in numbers, but not in spirit, they held open casting calls, and everyone, from raiders to pioneer scouts, showed up to restock his ranks. We open now at the final dress rehearsal, before the opening night of the Mothman Metropolitan Theater in the heart of Charleston. It's the afternoon of Christmas Eve, and while we found ourselves in a world without snow, there's something magical in the air as they perform a Christmas carol, just like we used to back in the vault. For Lord Alistair, however, tonight was the night he stopped reading lines, and in his heart felt and knew the words and message of that story for the very first time. Humbug! Humbug! Um... Bug. Well, no, 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 that's not quite it. Uh, Tarquin? Tarquin! Where on earth has he gotten off to now? Uh, yes, sir. Sorry, sir. There was a disagreement backstage. Our casting call brought in some, uh, rabble, sir. Yes, yes. These provincial types leave much to be desired, but they do add a certain mm, local colour, eh? Some of them are raiders, sir. They appear to have stolen my trunk and wrote something off-colour on my back. Ha! All part of the experience, my boy. The energy of opening night. It's a rite of passage. Why, I recall our gala opening of Oedipus Rex in Brooklyn at the opulent King's Theatre. Oh, there were hijinks that evening, I can tell you. Hmm? I... Thought you performed a senior centre, sir. Hmm? What's that? Nothing, sir. Everyone! Attention, please! Attention! Everyone! 
one final run-through before curtain up tonight, and I have a few things to say. There's a shocker. Hey, when do I get paid? 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 If I've told you once, William, I've told you a thousand times, we do this for the art, for the craft. Hmm? Yeah, you have a 24-karat gold toilet in your dressing room, and we're sleeping uh. out back in tents. Mm. Yeah, I'm here for the caps, windbag, and the free food. Well, there's a shocker. As Paladin Romani says, all you raiders are alike. All about greed and cheap thrills instead of giving back. Is the irony not lost that you tried out for a Christmas carol? <laughs> Don't you have some resources to be harassing people for, Scribe Ryan? I got a bundle of bulk wood out back to beat you with. Who are you again? Who is that Tarquin? He has a foul countenance. Uh, Brooks Calvert, sir? Uh, that raider stole my trunk. Hey, you just leave stuff lying around. It's fair game. Yeah, he was behind a locked door at my camp. Speaking of, you gonna stash that scrap metal in your pockets? Cause it's given me a case of the itchy trigger finger. Excuse me, Smoothskins. Can I ask why I was typecast as Old Joe? Really? Old Joe? The sleazy junk dealer. What about young Ebenezer? You gave that role to that kid over there. Gee, mister. I was just glad to have a role. This sure is swell. <laughs> well, hey there, Pioneer Scout Billy. Well, hi there, Scout Bri Master Brian. Hey there, Billy and Brian. Hey there, Scout Ma Assistant Scout Master Marianne. I'm about five seconds away from offing all three of you with a slow killing drill gun. Fa la 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 la. Let's try it, Raider. What are you going to do, Scribe? Read me to death? The Charleston? I'm sorry, what? The Charleston. Maybe Fan Scrooge has a musical number? The Charleston was a dance from the 1920s? Yeah. And Fan Scrooge, a character from the early 1800s, you want her to dance it? Like, yeah. Sure, whatever. Uh, you there, uh, uh, roll your vowels. Hmm? Your accent isn't very convincing for Fred. Let's... Let's have your first line again. You realize I'm actually British, right? I am an English lord. I know proper breeding when I hear it. You're from Albany. First line again! Oh, uh, <clears throat> a Merry Christmas, Uncle, and God save you. Oh, no, 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 that won't do it all. It, it, do it this way. <clears throat> Merry Christmas, Uncle, and God save you. You hear that? Method, boy. Method. Put the pick in Piccadilly, hmm? Um, pardon me. Charles Bishop here, voice of the silver microphone. Who's directing this gig? I have some notes on the script. I feel Peter Cratch would be more dynamic a character if he had a dramatic backstory. Perhaps when he wasn't apprenticing by day, by night, he could be solving mysteries. That's great. Why don't we stick him in a two-headed cow outfit? Might, might as well make this pantomime. 
Now, well, come on now, Lamont. Let's be a little supportive of the new castmates. <clears throat> Please, sir. Listen, a giant bat ate my wife last week, Tarquin, so you'll pardon me if I'm not chock full of the Christmas spirit. Alista, I have a few notes, too. It seems that Alice over there has more lines than I do than I thought oh, to myself. Surely, surely that can't be. <sighs> well, what do you uh, have to say to that, Alice? Oh, uh, uh, excuse you, it's uh, uh, Dame Alice. Dame Alice? More like Great Dame, you dog-faced little... Oh, kiss and my luck, you washed-up diva. Oh. <laughs> well, come over there, and I'll rip up... Oh, the enough, enough, <sighs> enough! Tarquin, Tarquin? What does it say on the side of our caravan? Hmm? Olivier and company, sir. Well, oh, yes, let's have that first part again. Olivier. That's right. This is my company, my show, my stage. Alice, Cordelia, and the rest of you unqualified nonces are here for one thing and one thing only. You are human footstools. For me to step on to reach the spotlight. And in doing so, a little bit of my largesse goes to you. My knowledge and riches can trickle down unto you all until you earn a place at my stature and give some semblance of meaning to your small, insignificant little lives. I always find your speeches before a big show so uplifting. Yes, well, apply yourselves. And one day, your name could be in lights in smaller text below mine. Look at Tarquin over here. Why, when we rescued him from the Central Park slavers, he was just a wee little thing, a tiny Tim. One bloodbath later, and he's right up there as Bob Cratchit. <laughs> Half the company was eviscerated, sir. It was a great opportunity. Damned right it was. Right. So, places, everyone. Come, places. Let us take it from the top. This is it. One last run before opening night. And all the caps I can carry. And remember, create your method. Don't depend upon mine. Acquire through years of training and keen insight. You keep breaking traditions, I beg you. Stanislavski said that. You, there. Yes, that one, that one. From the... Uh, Brotherhood of Fields. I, uh, I guess you mean me? You people are, are good with technology. A, a, a waddle on over there and let's have you run the intro reel. But I'm the ghost of Christmas present. Oh, good for you. Lord Alastair Olivier and Company presents Charles Dickens' immortal classic, A Christmas Carol, starring Lord Alastair Olivier as Scrooge, in an original adaptation by 
Lord Alistair Olivier. And then there are some other names. We can skip those, Randy. It's Ryan! Let's go to scene one. Curtain! Marley was dead to begin with. There was no doubt whatsoever about that. The register of his burial was signed by the clergyman, the clerk, the undertaker, and the chief mourner. And Scrooge's name was considered good for any piece of business he chose to put his hand to. On a cold, bleak Christmas day, old Marley was laid to rest, as dead as a doornail. Mind you, I don't mean to say that I know of my own knowledge what there is particularly dead about a doornail. I might have been inclined myself to regard a coffin nail as the deadest piece of ironmongery in the trade. But the wisdom of our ancestors is in the simile, and my unhallowed hands shall not disturb it as a country's done for. You will therefore permit me to repeat emphatically that Marley was as dead as a door nail. Oh, it is a terrible loss, if you pardon, Mr. Scrooge. Hmm? Well, hum of what? What of it? We are born screaming and alone in this world, and we are swept out the door in the same fashion. <laughs> it is the way of it. Well, uh, y- your signature here, then. Here. Here. Initial here. Hmm. Circle there. And if we would please you to answer the survey on the back for a chance to win a casket fitting. Win a casket, wonderful to sign and get this over with. <laughs> you know him for many years, sir. Nay, years of toil, cunning, opportunity, carving our station on the tables of the idle, the foolish, and the weak willed. <laughs> Oh, our firm will miss your keen mind, Jacob, but the foundations of it are strong, sunk as deep into the earth as you shall be, and in name it will endure, I promise you. Now, is our business concluded? Tuppence. Pardon? Tuppence for care on, Mr. Scrooge, a toll for Mr. Marley's immortal soul in passing. Ah, a good day to you. Marley's well past. <laughs> Sir, Mr. Scrooge! He the passage! Scrooge knew he was dead? Of course he did. How could it be otherwise? Scrooge was his sole executor, his sole administrator, his sole assign, his sole residuary legatee, his sole friend, and sole mourner. And even Scrooge was not so dreadfully cut up by the sad event, for he weighed everything in gain, and for the death of a partner in business, what was lost in cunning cooperation was gained in a multiplication of wealth and holdings. And the mention of Marley's funeral brings me back to the point I started from. There is no doubt that Marley was dead. This must be distinctly understood, or nothing wonderful can come of the story I'm going to relate. Years wore on, and the gilded board that hung in forged brackets above the window over Scrooge and Marley's faded and weathered. Now a face of peeling skins of paint, 
Starnish and rust, a mirror of the deeds and visage of the man who resided within. It is now Christmas Eve. In the year of our Lord, 1843, a night as still as the grave, and a cold so deep that it creeps to the very marrow of you. The city clocks had just gone three, but it was as dark as night already. Old Scrooge made his way through the streets of London town to his counting house, passing candlelit windows, kissing with frost as he passed, as if the man himself was a vacuum for all that was warm and well. Christmas keep you. I am not in the habit of keeping Christmas, nor do I tolerate layabouts disturbing my place of business. Be off with you. Oh, golly gee, Mr. Scrooge, have you not heard the birds sing in the chapel at dawn, singing praises to the return of morn? Even all things that fly above and crawl below celebrate and be merry in their own way. Birds are as you are, and the day itself is a humbug and a disruption to my orderly ledger of business. Off with you now and trouble me no further. <laughs> Why, you squeezing, wrenching, grasping, scraping, clutching, covetous old sinner? Hey, let's grab a hot bowl of punch, come back and pry open the heart of that tight-fisted hand at the grindstone with some magical Christmas melodies. Pardon me, Smoothskins, uh, 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 cor corner carolers. Could you direct me to the firm of Scrooge and Marley? I'm uh, new to this district and still finding my way. Oh, right over there, my fine-faced flaking fellow. You can't miss it. But if you take a bit of advice, any lenderer would be a better choice for quick cash. Oh, no, no. I I'm collecting for the poor. Uh, from local businesses at this festive time of year to provide some meager means of warmth, food, and drink. You're collecting from the four poor from Ebenezer Scrooge? Now there's an exercise in patience. <laughs> well, off I go. Uh, Merry Christmas to you. To you! Come on, Martha. A steaming bowl calls us, and then we're going to share our uplifting melodies with that old miser. <clears throat> uh, 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 a Merry Christmas to you, sir. Uh, and to you, sir. I'll handle this, Cratchit. What can I do for you, sir? Rouge and Marley's, I believe. Um, have, have I the pleasure of addressing Mr. Scrooge or Mr. Marley? Mr. Marley has been dead these seven years. He died seven years ago, this very night. I see. Um, uh, my card. Uh, I have no doubt his liberality is well represented by his uh, surviving partner. I represent much, sir. Liberality is not one that I do. Uh, what is your business here? 
At this uh, fastest season of the year, Mr. Scrooge, it is uh, more than usually desirable that we should make some slight provision for the poor and destitute who suffer greatly at the present time. Uh, many thousands are in want of common necessities. Hundreds of thousands are in want of common comforts, sir. Are there no prisons? Plenty, plenty of prisons. And the Union workhouses, uh, are they still in operation? They are still. I wish I could say they were not. The treadmill and the poor law are in full vigor then, hmm? Both very busy, sir. Oh, well, I was afraid from what you said at first that something had occurred to stop them in their useful course. Well, I'm very glad to hear it. Uh, <clears throat> um, I I under the impression that they scarcely furnish Christian cheer of mind and body uh, to the uh, multitude, a few of us are attempting to raise a fund to buy the poor some meat and drink and means of what? Uh, what shall I uh, put you down for? Nothing. Oh, <laughs> you wish to remain anonymous. I wish to be left alone. Since you ask me what I wish, kind gentlemen, that is my answer. Now, I don't make myself merry at Christmas, and I can't afford to make idle people merry. I help to support the establishments I, I have mentioned. They cost enough. Those who are badly off must go there. They can't go there. Many would rather die. Well, if they would rather die, they'd better do it and decrease the surplus population. <laughs> Besides, excuse me, I don't know that. Yeah, but you might know it. It's not my business. It's enough for a man to understand his own business and not interfere with other people's. Mine occupies me constantly. Good afternoon, sir. Bear my words, Cratchit. There is no more universal truth in this world, and the more you accumulate, the more hands reach out to take it from you. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, right you are, I'm sure, sir. <laughs> Not entirely positive, then. Hmm? Well, I suppose you think a shilling here, a tuppence there for the bone idol, the drunkards and the mad in the name of the season is a wise investment. Uh, if you'll pardon, sir, I, I, I'm sure I don't know, Mr. Scrooge. Ha! Hmm. A Merry Christmas, Uncle. God save you. Bah! Humbug! Christmas a humbug, Uncle. You don't mean that, I'm sure. And I do. Merry Christmas. What right have you to be merry? What reason have you to be merry? You're poor enough. Come then, what right have you to be dismal? What uh, reason have you to be morose? You're rich enough. Bah, humbug. Oh, don't be cross, uncle. Well, what else can I be when I live in such a world of fools as this? Merry Christmas. Out upon Merry Christmas. What's Christmas time to you but a time for paying bills without money? Hmm? A time for finding yourself a year older, but not an hour richer. A time for balancing your books and having every item in them through a round dozen of months presented dead against you. <laughs> if I could work my will, 
Every idiot who goes about with Merry Christmas on his lips should be boiled in his own pudding and buried with a stick of holly through his heart. Uncle. Nephew. Keep Christmas in your own way and let me keep it in mine. Keep it. But you don't keep it. Well, let me leave it alone then. Oh, much good may it do you. Much good it has ever done you. There are many things from which I might have derived good, by which I have not profited, I dare say. Christmas among the rest. But I am sure I have always thought of Christmas time when it has come round. Apart from the veneration due to its sacred name and origin, if anything belonging to it can be apart from that, as a good time, a kind, forgiving, charitable, pleasant time, the only time I know of, in the long calendar of the year, when men and women seem by one consent to open their shut-up hearts freely, and to think of people below them as if they were really were fellow passengers to the grave, and not another race of creatures bound on an other journey. And therefore, uncle, though it has never put a scrap of gold or silver in my pocket, I believe <laughs> that it has done me good, and it will do me good, and I say, God bless it. Cratchit, let me hear another sound from you, Cratchit. You'll keep your Christmas by losing your situation. Hmm. Well, you are quite a powerful speaker, sir. I wonder you don't go into Parliament. Don't be angry, Uncle. Come. Dine with us tomorrow. Will you come see us? Oh, I'll see you all right. I'll see you in hell. But why? Why? Why did you get married? Because I fell in love. Because you fell in love. Good afternoon. Uncle, you never came to see me before that happened. Why give it as a reason for not coming now? Good afternoon. I want nothing from you. I ask nothing of you. Why can't we be friends? Good afternoon. Hmm? I am sorry with all my heart to find you so resolute. We have never had any quarrel of which I have been a party. But I have made the trial in homage to Christmas, and I'll keep my Christmas humour to the very last. So, a Merry Christmas, Uncle. Good afternoon. And a Happy New Year. Good afternoon! A Merry Christmas <sighs> to you, Bob, and your family. Uh, same to you, sir, uh, and your good lady. Hmm. And you. <laughs> Fifteen shillings a week, and a wife and a family. Oh, talking about a Merry Christmas, I'll retire to Bedlam. Song shall we sing to warm old Scrooge's fridge at heart, hmm? Ooh, what about good King uh, Wenzelingmus? No, uh, Wenzel sauce. Uh, good King uh, something. Um, uh, excuse me, uh, Lord Olivier, if I may what? interject for a moment. Well, hey there, Brian. <laughs> well, hey there, blushing Victorian caroler Marianne. Dirty character! <laughs> <clears throat> humbug, humbug, you, you there, idle street urchin. What business do you have with Scrooge? <laughs> well, uh, Good King Wenceslas was first published in 1853 by English hymn writer John Mason Neal with music editor Thomas Hillmore in a musical publication called Carols for Christmastide. <laughs> As stated in the script... These events take place in 1843, a full 10 years before the song was first written. <laughs> May I suggest the timeless classic, Silent Night? 
listen, look, I only have musical notes for Good King. Uh, what's his face? Just play the damn song. Amateurs. Oh. <laughs> Did you know that Silent Night was composed by France Xavier Gruber on a cold winter evening in the small town of... Si Shut up, Brian! Shut please, up! Please be quiet, Brian. Shut up, Brian. <laughs> okay, then. I'll see you in the past. <laughs> oh, Brian, see what you did there. <clears throat> Let's give a spirited round of God rest ye merry gentlemen, my dear Martha. God rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day. To save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. Cratchit! Is that caterwauling? Carolus, sir. Get those curtains off my door, so help me. Yes, sir. Of course, sir. Ah. Oh. Uh, hush, Martha, my dear. Uh, Peter, it's, it's, it's not time yet. Pray, wait around the corner. Please, don't vex Mr. Scrooge. He's in a particularly foul mood. If he knew you were... Honestly, father... Now, now. Please, my dears. We'll meet you at home, father, with a hot mug and a game of blind man's buff. Come, Martha. First, there are mysteries to solve. <clears throat> you sent that rabble away, Cratchit? Hmm? Uh, yes, sir. And what is this world coming to, Cratchit? And you, hmm? You'll want the whole day tomorrow, I suppose? If quite convenient, sir. Well, it's not convenient, and it's not fair. Now, if I were to stop half a crown for it, you'd think yourself ill-used, I'll be bound. And yet you don't think me ill-used when I pay a day's wages for no work. Oh, it's only once a year, Mr. Scrooge. A poor excuse for picking a man's pocket every 25th of December. That I suppose you must have the whole day, hmm? I'll be here all the earlier the next morning. I, I will. I, I promise. And a merry evening, sir? Hmm. The clerk, with the long ends of his white comforter dangling below his waist, went down a slide on Cornhill twenty times before slapdashing for home in Camden Town through the fog-bound and icy streets. Christmas at last. <laughs> A Merry Christmas to all. God save you.
Scrooge's home was but a gloomy suite of rooms in an equally dreary building, now long since abandoned by those who wished to call it home. Curtainless windows of rooms now let out as offices stared back at Scrooge as he opened the gate and groped his way through the yard. Now it is a fact that there was nothing at all particular about the knocker on the door except that it was very large. Let it also be borne in mind that Scrooge had not bestowed one thought on Marley since his last mention of his seven years dead partner that afternoon. And then let any man explain to me if he can how it happened that Scrooge having his key in the lock of the door saw in the knocker without its undergoing any intermediate process of change, not a knocker, but Marley's face. Tarquin! Tarquin! What? What the hell is that? Sorry, sir. What page are you on? Not my line. What is that? Uh, The quite large and cheery visage of a product mascot named Cappy, sir. It's the door knocker. We couldn't locate one. <laughs> but uh, I got quite a bargain on this, sir, and, and, and if you squint like this a bit, it, it looks like Jacob Marley. And it just... Oh, oh, oh. <sighs> Scrooge, startled by the dreadful apparition, fastened the door, walked across his hall and made his way upstairs to his dark chambers. Darkness is cheap, and Scrooge liked it. After inspecting his quarters, he closed his door and locked himself in. No, double locked himself in. He put on his dressing gown and slippers and sat down before the fire to take his gruel. It was a very low fire indeed. Nothing on such a bitter night. He was obliged to sit close to it and brood over it before he could extract the least sensation of warmth from such a handful of fuel. The fireplace was an old one, built by some Dutch merchant long ago. Above it was mounted an angelic messenger descending through the air. Upon it, fashioned from the disjoined fragments of his thoughts, Scrooge fancied old Marley's face upon it. Bug. With great astonishment and with a strange, inexplicable dread, there quite suddenly was heard the sound of bells. Long since disused, and every cobweb-covered clock throughout the house began to ring. It's a humbug, I say. At once, the ringing and chiming ceased, and Scrooge heard to his great terror a clanking noise deep down below, as if some person were dragging a heavy chain over the casks in the wine merchant's cellar. Up and up. A step at a time, getting closer. It's it's humbug still. I won't believe it. No. 
I shall not believe it. Oh. 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 How now? Oh. What do you want with me? Much. And, and who are you? Ask me who I was. Well, who were you then? In life, I was your partner, Jacob Marley. Oh, can, can you, can you sit down? I can. Well, do, do it then, do it. Oh, oh, oh my. Oh. You don't believe in me. No, I don't, no, no. What evidence would you have of my reality beyond that of your senses? Well, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Why do you doubt your senses? Because a little thing affects them. A slight disorder of the stomach makes them cheat. You, you may be a bit of undigested bit of beef, yes, a, a blot of mustard, a crumb of cheese, a fragment of an underdone potato. Yes, yes, okay. There's more of gravy than of grave about you, whatever you are. Mercy! Oh, mercy! A dreadful apparition. Why do you trouble me? Man of the worldly mind, do you believe in me or not? Well, I do. Well, I must. But why? Why do spirits walk the earth, and why do they come to me? It is required of every man that the spirit within him should walk am abroad amongst his fellow men and travel <sighs> far and wide. And if that spirit goes not f go forth in life, it is condemned to do so after death. It is doomed to wander through the world. Oh, woe is me! And <sighs> witness what it cannot share, but might have shared on earth. And turn to happiness. Oh, you, you, you are, you are fettered. Huh? Oh, tell, tell me why. I wear the chain, the chain I forged in life. I made it link by link and yard by yard. Oh. I girded it on of my own free will, and of my own free will I wore it. Oh, were you to know the weight and length of the strong coil you bear yourself? It was full, as heavy, and as long as this. Seven Christmas Eves ago. You have labored on it since. It is a ponderous chain. <laughs> Jacob. Old Jacob Marley. Tell me more. Speak comfort to me, Jacob. I have none to give. Oh. It comes from other reasons, Ebenezer Scrooge, and is conveyed by other minister to other kinds of men. Nor can I tell you what I would. A very little more is all permitted to me. I cannot rest. I cannot stay. I cannot linger anywhere. My spirit never walked beyond our counting house. Mark me. In life, my spirit never roved beyond the narrow limits of our money-changing hole, and weary journeys lie before me. Well, you, you must have been very slow about it, Jacob. Hmm? Slow? Well, seven years dead, and traveling all the time. The whole time. No rest, no peace. Incessant torture of remorse. Will you, you travel fast? On the wings 
of the wind. Well, you might have got over a great quantity of ground in seven years. Oh, captive, bound, and double-ironed, not to know that ages of incessant labor by immortal creatures, for this earth must pass into eternity before the good of which it is susceptible is all developed. Not to know that any Christian spirit working kindly in its little sphere, whatever it may be, will find its mortal life too short for its vast means of usefulness. Not to know that no space of regret can make amends for one's life opportunities misused. Yet such was I. Oh, such was I. You are always a good man of business, Jacob. Business? Mankind was my business. Uh. Common welfare was my business. Charity, mercy, forbearance, and benevolence were all my business. The dealings of my trade were but a drop of water in the comprehensive ocean of my business. Oh, Jacob. At this time of year, I suffer most. Why did I walk through crowds of fellow beings with my eyes turned down and never raise them to that blessed star which led the wise men to a poor abode were there no homes in which its light would have conducted me hear me my time is nearly gone i will but don't be hard upon me don't be flowery jacob how is it that i appear before you in a shape that you can see i may not tell i have sat invisible beside you many and many a day There is no light part of my penance. I am here tonight to warn you that you have yet a chance and a hope of escaping my fate. A chance and a hope of my procuring, Ebenezer. You are always a good friend to me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank me not, for tonight you will be haunted by three spirits. Oh, is that the, the chance and hope you mentioned, Jacob? It is. Well, I, I, I think I'd rather not, actually. No. Without their visits, you cannot hope to shun the path I tread. Expect the first in the morrow, when the bell uh, tolls one. Oh, couldn't I take them all at once and have it over, Jacob? Oh. Expect the second on the next night at the same hour. The third upon the next night, when the last stroke of twelve has ceased to vibrate. Look to see me no more. And look, Matt, for your sake, you remember what has passed between us. Jacob, wait! Ah! Ah! Jacob! The door is still locked. The window still closed. Oh, good humbug! Oh, 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 oh. With that, Scrooge climbed into bed and fell into a deep sleep instantly. The fog built outside the window, and as the fire died, the cold slithered in through the cracks in the walls and floor below to gain frosty purchase in Scrooge's chamber. In the distance, reverberating throughout the room and waking him with a start, the clock began to toll twelve. Twelve? It was was past two and I went to bed. Twelve? Why? No, why, it isn't possible. I I can't have slept through a whole day and 
far into another night. Oh. 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 Well, hey there, Scrooge. You know, you can't see me. You're gonna have to imagine me because <laughs> my server failed. <laughs> Are you the spirit, sir, whose coming was foretold to me? <laughs> I am. Uh, who and what? Are you? <laughs> well, golly, I am the ghost of Christmas past. Long past? No, <laughs> oh, silly Billy, your past. Well, I, I wonder if you might put a hat on it. <laughs> what? Would you so soon put out, with worldly hands, the light I give? Well, I didn't mean to offend. What... What business brings you here? <laughs> Your welfare. <laughs> well, yes, I, I'm much obliged, but uh, I wonder if a good night's sleep wouldn't be more conducive to that end. Hmm? Yes. <laughs> Your reclamation, then. Rise, uh, and let's go through a magical walk through time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That'd be swell. Well, it's the middle of the night. Well, it's, it's below freezing. I'm wearing slippers and a dressing gown and a nightcap. I'm mortal. I'm, I'm liable to fall. Yes. I'm going to poke you in the heart now and imbue you with my festive magical essence. Oh, <laughs> Don't worry, oh. you won't fall. Stay close now. Time travel is nifty. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Oh, I, I was bred in this place. Oh, <laughs> I was a boy here. Oh, your lip is trembling. <laughs> and what is that upon your cheek? Well, it, 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 it's a pimple. I beg you, spirit, lead me where you would. Uh, oh, oh. You, re you recollect the way. Remember it? Well, I could walk it blindfold. <laughs> Strange to have forgotten it for so many years. Let us go on. Oh, my. Oh. Oh. Oh, look there, spirit. Oh, I, I know those boys. Yes. Hello. Hello, it's me, Scrooge. <laughs> Silly Scrooge. These are but shadows of the things that have been. They well, have no consciousness of us. <laughs> Say, look at that school. Isn't it swell? I, I, I remember. They all... They all went home for Christmas. The place is deserted. <laughs> Pardon me, but the school is not quite deserted. A solitary child, neglected by his friends, is left there still. I know it is. Hmm. Look at that. <laughs> Golly, 
This place is depressing. <laughs> Can you imagine going to school here? <laughs> oh, oops, I guess you can. There, in that room, hmm? Yes, before a small fire lost in thoughts and to imagination of brighter places, but with the color bleeding out each year that the melancholy of this place, dimming the light within him. <laughs> Look at me, wax poetic. <laughs> Poor boy. I wish... Well, but... No, it's, it's too late now. What is? Nothing. Nothing. It, it, there was a boy and a girl singing a Christmas carol at my window last night. I, I, I should like to have given them something, that's all. <laughs> Whatever were you sent to this dreadful place? Well, my mother... In bearing me to life, lost hers. Yes. My father, he never forgave me for that transgression. He could scarcely bear to look at me, so it was easier for him that I was far from sight and mind. Oh, well, gee, that must have been hard for a boy. Well, life is hard, spirit. Age doesn't bring wisdom. It is the grit that grinds the polished soul of you until you are as hard as flint and, and untouchable to hold. <laughs> well, I was a fool back then, unseeing of the way of the world. You didn't always think so. Let us see another Christmas. Hey, dear, friend, dear, dear brother, I have come to bring you home, dear brother, to bring you home, home, home. Home, little fan? Home for good and all. Home forever and ever. Father's so much kinder than he used to be. That home's like heaven. For you, perhaps, but not for me. He doesn't know me or even what I look like. Same as I hardly know you, now that you're quite a woman. He spoke so gently to me one night when I was going to bed that I was not afraid to ask him once more if you might come home. And he said, yes, you should, and sent me a coach to bring you. You're to be a man now. And never come back here. But first, we're to be together all Christmas long and have the merriest time in the world. You are quite a woman, little fan. <laughs> Always a delicate creature whom a breath might have withered. Mm, but she had a large heart. So she had, yes. She died a woman and had, as I think, children. One child. True. Your nephew. Yes. Here, over here. Now this is a Christmas you really kicked your heels up. Oh. Hang on, I seem to have gotten lost. <laughs> Where are we? Is that... could it be? Where are we going? Know it? No! Oh, it, it can't be! Know it! What? Well, I apprenticed here! Why? <laughs> it's old Fezziwig! Oh, bless his heart, it's Fezziwig! Alive again! <laughs> Yo-ho there, Ebenezer! Dick! Dick Wilkins! Oh, to be short! Bless me! Yes, there he is! Oh, oh he was very much attached to me, was Dick! Oh, <laughs> Poor Dick. Oh, oh dear, 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 dear. Yo-ho, my boys. No more work tonight. Christmas Eve. Dick, 
Christmas! Ebenezer, let's have the shutters up before a man can say Jack Robinson! Hilly-ho! Clear away, my lads, and let's have lots of room here. Hilly-ho, Dick! Cheery up, Ebenezer! (laughs) A small matter to make these silly folks so full of gratitude. Small? No. Merry Christmas! (laughs) Yes? Merry Christmas, me dears. And now a feast, a glorious feast, and we shall have much dancing. (laughs) Mrs. Fezziwig! (laughs) Oh, my dear. We've brought quite the feast, dear husband. Dear friends, there will now be happiness and contentment, the link of which none of us have seen before. Dear Ebenezer, begin. Oh, come, my dear. Let us show these youngins how we did it in our day. <laughs> oh, oh dear me. I should have had so many spiced sugar cakes. <laughs> Your diet is going swimmingly, and there's more in the new year. <laughs> oh, 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 there. Marley. Oh. Interesting man, Mr. Fezziwig is. Sweetest. And look at him dancing with the missus. And the look on his face? I did. Isn't this all a bit excessive? (laughs) He was in heaven, and fully deserved to be. And where the devil did he find that fiddler? Oh, wasn't he marvelous? Nothing too good for Fezziwig. I'd say this year's party was finer than the last, if such the thing is possible. Oh. Yes, he is marvelous, isn't he? I'm surprised someone like you was so easily bought. Bought? Whatever do you mean? People like Fezziwig, inherited business, but not a day of proper schooling, look around. In practice, outdated. In investment, lacking. Industrialization is coming. Any fool can see that. But Fezziwig lacks neither acumen nor a shrewd eye for business. So what he lacks upstairs, he buys loyalty, curries favors with things such as this. You're wrong. He's not like that. No. I see me in you. You have a keen mind. Don't squander it here and wait until the lights go out. Come see me when you're ready. Remember, you can't eat loyalty any more than you can lay a foundation with it. (laughs) Marley did have a point. Fezziwig spent but a few pounds of your mortal money. Three or four, perhaps. Is that so much that he deserves this praise? Isn't that? It it isn't that, spirit. He has the power to render us happy or unhappy, to make our service light or burdensome, a pleasure or a toil, to say that his power lies in words and looks, in things so slight and insignificant that it is impossible to add and count him up. What then? Hmm? I mean, the, the happiness he gives is, is quite as great as if it cost a fortune. Hmm, what is the matter? Oh, uh, not nothing particular. No. <laughs> Something, I think. No, no, no. I, I, I should like to be able to say a word or two to my clerk just now. That, that's all. <sighs> Gee, look here. That's a face you should remember well. Belle. Fezziwig's daughter. <laughs> you were going to marry her, weren't you? Yes. 
Dear Ebenezer, you remember our daughter, Isabel? <laughs> yes, oh. of course. Bell, Isabel. I mean, Miss Fezziwig, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave you two to talk. Cheery bye! Enjoying the party, Ebby? Um, yes, quite nice. Yes. <sighs> well? Sorry, yes? It's customary for you to ask me to dance. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, yes. Would you care to dance? Yes. <laughs> You're quite the gentleman, Ebenezer Scrooge. Oh. <laughs> well, the night is waxing. Or maybe oh. it's waning. Cheer up, Ebby. We have more to see. Oh, where are we heading to now, spirit? Huh. Oh. No. Let's take a walk over here. All right. That was that was extraordinary. That was wonderful. Hopefully something equally as fun. I could have danced all night. It was it was wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. The fizzy wigs alive again. I can't believe it. Oh. 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 Oh no. No. No, not this spirit. No, no, please. No. Fan. Fan, can you hear me? Ebenezer? Yes, oh, no. I'm here. Right? Yes, the doctor said he's fine. Quite healthy, just like your dear heart. Yes. No, I gave him mine. No! You're fine, Fan. You must be fine. You have to live, Fan. Don't leave me. No, don't. It's me. Anything. Anything in creation. Fan? Fan! No! No! no. No, don't leave, don't leave. Don't no. Oh. Promise me you'll take care of my boy. Oh. Oh. oh I didn't know. I I I I, I couldn't have known. Oh. Come. Oh Fan, I'm so no! No, no, Fan! The hour I'm so sorry. is swiftly now. No, Fan, I'm sorry, I didn't know. So no. we must go. No, spirit! No! No! Oh, oh Fan. Oh. Where are we? Where are we going now? Oh. Don't you know? Oh, no, spirit, not not this day. Oh, my bell. Oh, my bell. Oh. oh. It matters little to you. Very little. Another idol has displaced me, and oh. if it can cheer and comfort you in time to come, as I would try to do, I have no just cause to grieve. What idol has displaced you? A golden one. No. This is the even-handed dealing of the world. There is nothing on which it is so hard as poverty, and there is nothing it professes to condemn with such severity as the pursuit of wealth. No. No. You fear the world too much. All your other hopes have merged into the hope of being beyond the chance of its sordid reproach. I have seen your nobler aspirations fall off one by one until the master passion gain engrosses you. Have I not? No. What then? Even if I have grown so much wiser, what then? I'm not changed towards you, am I? No. Our engagement is an old one. 
It was made when we were both poor and content to be so, until in good season we could improve our worldly fortune by our patient industry. Yes. You are changed. But it was made. You were another man. I was a boy. Tis true. I am not what I was then. I am. That which promised happiness when we were one in heart is fraught with misery now that we are two. How often and how keenly I have thought of this, I will not say. It's enough that I have thought of it and can release you from our engagement. Have I ever sought release? In words? No, never. In what, then? What? In a changed nature, an altered spirit, in another atmosphere of life, another hope as its great end. And everything that made my love of any worth or value in your sight. Oh, Belle. If this had never been between us, tell me, would you seek me out and try to win me now? Yes. <laughs> yes. You yes. think not? I would gladly think otherwise if I could. Heaven knows, when I have learned a truth like this, I know how strong and irresistible it must be. But if you were free today, tomorrow, yesterday... Can I even believe that you would choose a dowerless girl whose father sits on the verge of poverty, a business in ruins? You, who in your very confidence with her, waive everything by gain. Or choosing her, for a moment you were false enough to your one guiding principle to do so. Do I not know that your repentance and regret would surely follow? I do. And I release you from, your, from our engagement with a full heart for the love of him you once were. You may. The memory of what is past half makes me hope you will have pain yes. in this. Yes. A very, very brief time, and you will dismiss the recollection of it gladly as an unprofitable dream from which it happened well that you awoke. May you be happy in the life you have chosen. Spirit, spirit, show me no more. Oh. Conduct me home. Why do you delight to torture me? <laughs> you made me, silly Billy. One shadow more. No, no more, no more. I don't wish to see it. Show me. No <laughs> Tough titty, said the kitty. What? What? Oh, oh Molly. Molly. Full stock of... Inventory of furnishing and assets tallied here. We should be able to offload most of this and convert the building into a proper place of business. Most of it is junk. Punch bowls. Christmas decorations. There. Old Fezziwig. Ebenezer. How could you? What did I say, Ebenezer, huh? When you can no longer be bought, they always say the very same thing. If not an us, then someone else, Fezzy Big. Sign, and you can be off. She was right. <laughs> How you've changed. Your things are in the carriage outside. This is our property now. Marley and Scrooge. No, Jacob. Scrooge and Marley. <laughs> yes, a keen mind. I think this is the beginning of a most profitable partnership. And it was, Jacob. <laughs> it was. Spirit. Enough. <laughs> Enough. Oh, it was very profitable. 
foreclosures, imprisonment, families in the cold, the orphanage, businessmen to ruin, to drunkenness and despair. But the worst thing, the very worst. Yes. Mr. Scrooge, Mr. Oh. Scrooge, sir. Mr. Mrs. Stillworth, can she see me? <clears throat> she can now. This was your final night of partnership. Ah, uh, ah, uh. uh, uh, if you please, Mr. Scrooge. The doctor said Mr. <clears throat> Marley's at death's door. Last rites and all that. The undertaker showed up right out of the fog and he's sitting there like a spectator on his door. Oh, it's dreadful. He sent for you. Sent for me? Yes, of course. I'll come, definitely. Uh, you won't, sir. What? Ah, uh, 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 well, I'll go. No, I'll go to him. I, I'll go. I, that's what I said. I'll go. Crikey, yes. I'll try and keep with us then until you finish your day of business, sir. Important no. business, I'm very sure. No, I, wait. Mrs. Dilbert, wait. No. <laughs> but that's not what happened. Not what you want to happen. You were his only friend in the world. And as yes. death himself stood at Jacob's feet, and at last he saw his life's burden in chains upon the floor waiting for him, his only thought was for you, to save you. But what did you do? Stop! Stop! You worked until close of business, and the deed was done. And the deed was yours. You took everything that was his, a tidy sum, a profitable yes. business merger. Yes. <laughs> Why, you even sleep in the bed he breathed his last breath. <laughs> Spirit, Spirit, remove me from this place. I told you, these were shadows of the things that have been, that they are what they are. <laughs> Don't blame me. <laughs> no. Remove me, Spirit. <laughs> I cannot bear it. Stop. Put out this light. Send me back, Spirit! Send me back! Spirit, no! Send me back! Oh, no, Now, Marley's ghost had warned Scrooge that a second spirit would haunt him at the stroke of one. I don't mind telling you that Scrooge was now prepared for a good broad field of strange appearances, and that nothing between a baby and a rhinoceros would have astonished him very much. By this time, he was ready for almost anything. But, you see, he was not by any means ready for nothing. And nothing is exactly what happens. Or not. Scrooge! Come down here, Scrooge! Who is it? Who is that out there? Come down! Come down out of those melancholy walls and know me better, man! <sighs> I am the ghost. Christmas present, look upon me!
You have never seen the like of me before? Never. <laughs> have never walked forth with my elder brothers born in these later years? Well, I don't think I have. I'm afraid I have not. Have you had many brothers, spirit? Approximately 1842. Oh, well, oh, a tremendous family to provide for. Come in and know me better, man. Yes, yes, spirit. Well, conduct me where you will. I went forth last night on compulsion, and, and I learned a lesson which is working now. Tonight, if you have ought to teach me, well, let me profit by it. Touch my robe. Is something supposed to happen? No. We're just going to walk over there. But it's slippery. Oh, all right. Oh. Oh. Well, it's... It's so bright. It's oh. Christmas Day. Peace on Earth. Goodwill to men. All around you, abundance rejoices. Celebrations. Feasts. And, and Christmas pudding, yes, yes, I, I I remember how it used to be, Spirit, I can't deny it. Is there a, a peculiar flavor in which you sprinkle from your torch? There is my own. Oh, would, would it apply to any kind of dinner on this day? To any kindly given, to a poor one most. Why to a poor one most? Because it needs it most. Well, spirit, I wonder, you, of all the beings in the many worlds about us, should desire to cramp these people's opportunities of innocent enjoyment. I? Well, you would deprive them of their means of dining every seventh day, often the only day on which they can be said to dine at all. Now, forgive me if I'm wrong. It has been done in your name, or at least in that of your family, so... There are some upon this earth of yours who lay claim to know us, and who mm. do their deeds of passion, pride, ill-will, hatred, envy, bigotry, and selfishness in our name, who are as strange to us and all our kith and kin as if they had never lived. Remember that, and charge their doings on themselves, not us. <sighs> now, now come. Do you know this place? Uh, I, I don't believe so, spirit. This is the home of your overworked, underpaid servant, Bob Cratchit. What is... Oh, for pity's sake! Tarquin! Tarquin! Oh, did I miss my cue? No! No, no! What the hell is that thing? Where's our tiny Tim? Oh, uh, well, sorry, sir. He, he appears to have become a mutated horror with crystals erupted from his skin. Uh, a pallor of raw humbug, sir. Well, well, this is unacceptable. 
this is unacceptable. We can't have a robot, Tim. What am I supposed to call him, Titanic Tim? <laughs> One ton Tim? <laughs> One ton Tim, sir, that's clever. Yes, well, what is he doing now? What is he doing now? Oh, that, that's nice. We're having a cheery Christmas moment with a poor family, and there's Tim over in the corner throwing beer nuts at everyone and spitting out cold ale. It's the best we can do, sir. Oh. Golly, this is exciting. <laughs> is this improv? I love improv. Um, perhaps I, I mean, I mean, the spirit of Christmas past can teach Scrooge how to achieve an effortless sheep, sh- sheep shank knot in less than no Shut time. Shut up, Brandon. Shut up. Back in character. Everyone. <clears throat> Scrooge, Scrooge, Scrooge. Me, 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 me. Um, yes, yes, yes. Pray, spirit. I feel the song of the day all around me, filling with love and light. Uh, lead on. What has ever got your precious father, then? And your brother, Tiny Tim, and Martha, and Peter wasn't as late last Christmas Day by half an hour. Honestly, caroling in the streets on the day before dinner. It's Martha, mother? And Peter, me, of course. Excuse me, I seem to have come down with a a muting virus. But it's me, Peter, with two shillings in his pocket after a merry morning of Caroline. Peter and Peter, mother. Hurrah! You're such a goose, Martha. Why, bless your heart alive, my dear. How late you are. We did a deal of work to finish up last night. And we had to clear away this morning, mother. Well, never mind so long as you are calm. <laughs> Sit ye down before the fire, my dear, and have a warm. Lord bless ye. Father coming? Hide! The Peter, hide! Oh, what is this? Hello, my dears. Merry Christmas. Why, where's our Martha? Uh, and, and Peter? Not coming. <laughs> not, not coming? Not coming upon Christmas Day? Oh, Father, of course we'd be here. (laughs) And how did little Tim behave in church? As good as gold. And better. Somehow he gets thoughtful, sitting by himself so much. And he thinks the strangest things you've ever heard. Would you like some beer nuts to wash down a tall glass of old possum? Uh, he told me coming home that he hoped people in church saw him because he was a cripple and it might be pleasant for them to remember upon Christmas Day who made lame beggars walk and blind men see. Who needs smarts when you've got strength and charisma, partner? How about a nice, cold, blackwater brew? Please drink responsibly. He's growing stronger and heartier every day, uh, isn't he? Uh, Yes, dear, he is. The goose is cooked. Oh, the pudding is singing in the cupboard, and might I say the Lord Mayor himself couldn't ask for a finer one. (laughs) Well, it's not much of a goose, is it? Bless us all, Lord, with a tall glass of New River Red Ale made from the 
finest artisan razor grain and blood leaf new river red ale have some well said my son <laughs> my dear i i don't believe there was ever such a goose cooked so tender and delicious Ooh, and big and cheap it's lovely mother this is a goose we shall remember for as long as we live warning consumption may result in dirty reds thank you tim well it's such a meager feast for so many and yet so richly appreciated every forkful every bite cooked to the best of her ability with the truest and deepest of love. Well, I, I was offered such a feast at, at more than one table in, well, more years than I can count. Hmm. Oh, I can't stand to look at the pudding. Suppose it should not be done enough. Uh, suppose it should break in turning out. <sighs> suppose somebody should have got all over the wall in the backyard and stolen it while we're eating the goose. Father! Where's the thought, Father? That's wicked! Error code X25-B. Oil leak detected. Oh, a, a wonderful pudding. A Merry Christmas to us all, my dears. God bless us. God bless us, everyone. Fatal error! Please consult owner's manual. Spirit. Spirit, tell me. If Tiny Tim will live. I see a vacant seat in the poor chimney corner, and a crutch without an owner, carefully preserved. If these shadows remain unaltered by the future, the child will die. No, 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 oh, no, kind spirit. Please say he will be spared. If these shadows remain unaltered by the future, none of my race will find him here. What then? Oh, oh. If he be like to die, he had better do it and decrease the surplus population. <laughs> Mr. Scrooge? Bob? I'll give you Mr. Scrooge. The founder of the feast. Oh. oh, the founder of the feast, indeed. I wish I had him here. I'd give a piece of my mind to feast upon, and I'd hope he'd have a good appetite for it. The mere mention of the man fouls the punch. My dear, the children. Christmas Day. Well, it should be Christmas Day, I am sure, on which this day that one drinks to health and such of an odious, stingy, hard, unfeeling man as Mr. Scrooge. You know he is, Robert. Nobody knows it better than you do. Poor fellow. My dear, Christmas Day. I'll drink to his health for your sake in the days, but not for his. Long life to him, a Merry Christmas, and a Happy New Year. He'll be very merry and very happy, I have no doubt. Come now, we have another stop to make. Poor Bob. Poor Tim. Oh, spirit. Oh, spirit. 
<laughs> Fred? He, he said that Christmas was a humbug. As I live, he believed it too. More shame for him, dear husband. He's a comical old fellow, that's the truth, and not so pleasant as he might be. However, his offences carry their own punishment, and I have nothing to say against him. Oh, I'm sure he's very rich, Fred. At least you always tell me so. What of that, my dear? His wealth is of no use to him. You don't do any good with it. You don't make himself comfortable with it. He hasn't satisfaction of thinking <laughs> that he's ever going to benefit us with it. I have no patience with him. Nor I. Oh, I have patience for him. How can I not? I'm sorry for him. I couldn't be angry with him if I tried. Who suffers by his ill whims? Himself. Always. Here. He takes it into his head to dislike us, and he won't come and dine with us. What's the consequence? He don't lose much of a dinner. Indeed, I think he loses a very good dinner. Really, Fred, I think you're being awfully charitable. If that's so, it may be because of my mother. God rest her saintly soul. Was very fond of him. She loved him. But do go on, Fred. He never finishes what he begins to say. He's such a ridiculous fellow. Well, I was only going to say that the consequences of his taking a dislike to us and not making merry with us is, as I think, that he loses some pleasant moments, which could do him no harm. I'm sure he loses pleasanter companions than he could find in his own thoughts, either in his mouldy old office or his dusty chambers. I mean, to give him the same chance every year, whether he likes it or not, for I pity him. He may rail at Christmas till he dies, but he can't help thinking better of it. In fact, I defy him if he finds me going there in good temper year after year and saying, Uncle Scrooge, how are you? If it only puts him in the vein to leave his poor clerk 50 pounds, that's something. And I think I shook him yesterday. Enough with old Scrooge. Let's play some games. Yes, quite right. Mr. Topper, refill my punch. Yes, excellent. Yes, yes. Games. Oh, party game spirit. I remember them well. Yes, I do. Yes. Now then, it's a game called Yes and No. Since you're the host, you'll go first. I think we should at least stay until the guests have departed, yes? <laughs> oh, oh, dear. What do I have to do? I am afraid that cannot be done. But here is a new game. One half hour, Spirit. Only one. Please, please. You think of something, anything, and the rest of us must find out what it is. But you may only answer your questions yes or no, as the case may be. All right. Well, um... Hmm. Oh! I've got it. You've thought of something? Yes, fire away. Uh, is it animal, vegetable, or mineral? No, no, no. It has to be a question he can answer, yes or no. Are you thinking of an animal? Yes. Living or dead? Wrong. <laughs> is it living? Yes. Wild animal. <laughs> well... We found in London? Uh, yes, I'm afraid so. Oh, does it live in a menagerie? Oh, no, wouldn't go near it. Huh. Is it a horse? No. Is it an ass? No. 
Is, is it a cow? Huh? These are but shadows of things. Shut up! I'm having uh, fun! <laughs> does it... Does it walk the streets? Yes. Is it some sort of rat? <laughs> No, 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 no. Maybe, maybe a pack rat. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Is it a man? Yes. Oh, I have found it out. I know what it is, Fred. I do. I know what it is. Yes. What, well, is, it? what is it? What is it? Yes. It's your uncle Scrooge. Yes. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> I, I wish to leave. No, no. Listen. He's really quite fond of you. That's not fair. When I asked, is it an ass?" you should have answered yes. Given us plenty of merriment, I'm sure. And it would be ungrateful not to drink his health. I say, Uncle Scrooge. Quite right. To Uncle to Scrooge. Uncle Scrooge. <laughs> a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to the old man, wherever he is. He wouldn't take it from me, but he may have it nevertheless. Uncle Scrooge. Um, my time is almost up. Uh, your hair is your hair is grey. Our spirits' lives so short. My life is very brief. It ends tonight. Tonight. Tonight, at midnight. What? Oh, oh dear. Oh, forgive me if I'm not justified in what I ask, but. Uh, I see something strange, not belonging to yourself. What are those creatures? Look upon them, Scrooge. Oh, no, spirit, I dare not. Oh, man, look here. Look, no. look oh. down here. Oh, oh, oh spirit, oh, are they yours? They oh. are man's, and they cling to me, appealing from their fathers. This boy is ignorance. This girl is want. Beware them both and all of their degree. But most of all, beware this boy. Oh. For on his brow I see that written which is doom. Unless the writing be erased. Oh. Deny it! Have they no refuge or resource? Are there no prisons? Oh. Are there no workhouses? No. Are there no prisons? Oh, Are there no workhouses? Oh, oh, oh spirit! Oh, no! Spirit, no! Midnight, the last of the spirits.
presence of the ghost of Christmas yet to come. You are... You you are about to show me shadows of the things that that have not happened, but will happen in the time before us. Is that so, spirit? The shadows of things that have not happened, but will happen in the time before us. Oh, ghost of the future, I fear you more than any specter I have seen. But as I know your purposes is to do me good, and as I hope to live to be another man from what I was, I am prepared to bear you company and do it with a thankful heart. Thankful heart. (laughs) This is, is, lead on. Uh, Lead on. The night is waning fast, and it it is precious time to me, I know. Uh, Lead on, spirit. Oh, where are we now? Oh, yes. Yes. Well, I... I know this, this gentleman, spirit. Uh, I know this... So much about it either way. I only know he's dead. Oh. When did he die? Uh, last night, I believe. <gasps> Why? What was the matter with him? I thought he'd never die. <laughs> God knows. I visited him once, and he practically threw me out, calling Christmas a humbug. What has he done with his money? Uh, <laughs> that I haven't heard. Left it to his company, perhaps. He hadn't left it to me. That's all I know. It's likely to be a a very cheap funeral for. Upon my life, I don't know of anybody to go to it. Hey, suppose we make up a party and volunteer. <laughs> well, I don't mind going if a lunch is provided, but I must be fed if I make one. <laughs> well. I am the most disinterested among you, after all, for I never wear black gloves, and I never eat lunch. But I'll offer to go, if anyone else will. When I come to think of it, I'm not at all sure that I wasn't his most particular friend, for we used to stop and speak whenever we met. (laughs) Well, bye-bye. Well, I am... I'm rather surprised you should attach importance to conversations apparently so trivial. Yes. Trivial. Well, then they must have some hidden purpose, or else you wouldn't be showing them to me. Is is that right? Is it right? Oh, please, Spirit, don't mock. These conversations could scarcely have any bearing on the death of Jacob, my old partner, for for his death was in the past, and and this is the future. Am I correct? But I can't can't help but notice. This is my accustomed corner, and I see by the clock that this is my usual time of day for being here, but... Oh, I see. No likeness of myself. Yes. Where could you 
be Ebenezer. Not that I'm surprised to understand. You see, uh, uh, I've been revolving in my mind uh, a change of life. Uh, Yes, and I should like to think that that is, I rather hope that that my my not being here is the result of having carried out some uh, uh, resolutions regarding the... uh, Oh, wait. Oh, wait! Uh... Where are we now? What? The spirit? Be the first and let the undertaker man alone be second. <laughs> Look here, old Joe. Here's a chance. If we haven't all met here without without meaning it, it is. Well, you couldn't have met in a better place. Come on in, come on in. You were made free of it long ago, you know. The other one ain't strangers. Oh, these old bones here. Ain't no older than this place is mine. <laughs> We're all suitable to our calling. <laughs> We're well matched. <laughs> Come in. Come on in. Mi- Mrs. Dilber? What? What odds, then? What odds, Mrs. Dilber? Every person has the right to take care of themselves. He always did. That's true indeed. No man more so. Why then, don't stand staring as if you was afraid, woman. Who's the wiser? We're not going to pick holes in each other's coats, I suppose. Uh, No, no, indeed. (laughs) I should hope not. (laughs) Very well, then. That's enough. Who's the worst for the loss of a few things like these? Not a dead man, I suppose. (laughs) No, indeed. (laughs) If he wants to keep him after he's dead, a wicked old screw, why wasn't he natural in his lifetime? If he had been, he'd had somebody to look after him when he was struck with death, instead of lying gasping out his last there, alone by himself. It's the truest word that ever was spoke. It's a judgment on him. I wish it was a little heavier judgment, and it should have been. You may depend on it. If I could have laid my hands on anything else, open that bundle, old Joe, and let me know the value of it. Speak it out plain. Not afraid to be the first, nor afraid to let them see it. We know pretty well that we're all here helping ourselves before we met here, I believe. (laughs) Oh, come on. It's no sin. Open the bundle, Joe. Let's start with the Undertaker. Now, let's see. Uh, not much here. Seal or two. Pencil case. Oh, oh. and a pair of sleeve buttons and a brooch. My things? Oh, she's stolen my things. I'll have her before a magistrate. You are fired, do you hear me? Hmm? Hmm? Uh, but of no great value. Hmm. Well, that's your account. I wouldn't give another sixpence if I was to be boiled for not doing it. Next, Mrs. Dilbert, my dear. Under my bundle, Joe. This is disgusting. I can't look at this. Have, have, haven't you anything better to show me? Well, I always give too much to ladies. It's a weakness of mine. That's the way I ruined myself. 
Wait, what? What do you call this? Bed curtains? Ha <laughs> ha. Mm. You don't. You don't mean to say you took them down, rings and all, with them lying there? Yes, I do. Why not? Oh, rings and all. Hmm. <laughs> You were born to make your fortune, and you'll certainly do it. I certainly shan't hold my hand when I could get anything in it by reaching out. <laughs> For the sake of such a man as he was, I promise you. Joe, don't drop that oil upon those blankets now. His blankets? Ew. Oh, who else is do you think isn't likely to take hold without him, I dare say? Hope he didn't die of anything catching, huh? Oh, don't you be afraid of that. I ain't so fond of his company that I'd loiter around him for such things if he did. <laughs> you may look through that shirt till your eyes ache, but you won't find a hole in it, nor a threadbare place. <laughs> it is the best he had, and a fine one, too. They'd have wasted it if it hadn't been for me. What do you call wasting of it? Putting it on him to be buried in, to be sure. Somebody was fool enough to do it, but I took it off. If Calico ain't in good enough for such a purpose, it isn't good enough for anything. Quite as becoming to the body. He can't look uglier than he did in that one. <laughs> well, uh, one, uh, one pound, five and three. If he asked me for another penny and made it an open question, I'd repent of being so liberal and knock off a half crown. <laughs> this is the end of it, you see. He frightened off everyone away from him when he was alive to profit us when he was dead. <laughs> oh, spirit. Spirit, I see, I see. The case of this unhappy man might be my own. Hmm? I mean, my life tends that way now. That is the lesson I am to draw from this poor man's fate, is it not? See! See! You don't see, but you will. What? Uh, oh, merciful heavens. <laughs> what is that? What? What is this? What is this? Spirit, oh. what, what am I looking at? Cold, cold, rigid, dreadful death. Oh. Set up thine altar here and dress it with such terrors as thou hast thy command. For this is thy dominion. But of the loved, revered, and honored head, thou canst not turn one hair to thy dread purposes, or make one feature odious. <sighs> it is not that the hand is heavy and fall down when released. It is not that the heart and pulse are still, but that the hand was open, generous, and true, the heart brave, warm, 
tender and the pulse a man's. <laughs> strike, Shadow, strike, no. No. and see his good deeds springing from the wound to sow the world with life immortal. <laughs> oh, spirit, spirit, this is a fearful place. In leaving it, I, I, I shall not leave its lesson, trust me, but let us go. Oh. Look! No! I understand you! And I, I, I would look at this dead man's face if I could! But I, I, I have not the spirit power! I have spirit, I have not the power! Oh, oh. Sh 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 show me tenderness, spirit! Some emotion, or oh, oh, that form will haunt me forever! Please! Come! Please! Walk! See! Bob? Bob? Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. Uh, mother, shall I stop reading? Oh, no, no, it's... It's only the color. It hurts my eyes. Uh, they're better now. Uh, it makes them weak by candlelight, and I wouldn't show weak eyes to your father when he comes home for the world. Oh, it, it must be near his time. Oh... Past it, rather. But I think he has walked a little slower than he used to these last few evenings, Mother. I have known him to walk with... I have known him to walk with Tiny Tim upon his shoulder. Very fast, indeed. So have I. But he was very light to carry, and his father loved him so, so... That was no trouble. No trouble. Oh, and... And there's your father at the door. Oh. Oh, my God. No spirit. Oh, no. I ran into Mr. Scrooge's nephew in the street today. He thought I looked a little... Just a little down. You know? And he inquired as to what had happened to distress me. On which, for he is the pleasantest spoken gentleman you've ever heard. I told him, I am heartily sorry for it, Mr. Cratchit, he said. Heartily sorry for your good wife. By the by, how he ever knew that, I don't know. Knew what? Why, that you were a good wife. Everybody knows that. That they do. I hope they do. Heartily sorry, he said, for your good wife. If I can be of service to you in any way, be sure. Just let me know. And he handed me this card. Now, it wasn't for the sake of anything he might be able to do for us. So much for his kind way. This was quite delightful. It really seemed as if he had known our tiny Tim. And felt with us I'm sure he's a good soul you would be sure of it if you saw and spoke to him 
I shouldn't be at all surprised if he got Peter a better situation. Hear that, Peter? Then Peter will be keeping company with someone and, and setting up for himself. Oh, get along with you. It's just as likely not one of these days, though. There's plenty of time for that. But however and whenever we be part from one another, I'm sure we shall none of us forget poor tiny Tim, shall we? For this parting that there was among us. Never, father. No, of course not. And, and I know, I know that when we recollect how patient and how mild-mannered he was, although he was a little, little child, we shall not quarrel easily amongst ourselves and forget poor tiny Tim in doing it. That's right. I'm, I'm very happy. Uh, I'm very happy. I, I, I think I, I may walk past now. Just to see if he's okay. All is quiet. Bob. Oh, Bob. Wait, Bob. 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 Oh, Bob. My good man. My little child. My little child, rest now. Sleep now and we'll remember you. Every day. I'll never forget you. My dear child. Oh, my child. I'm, s I'm sorry, Bob. Bob, do you hear me? Please, Bob. Hear me. Tell me. Tell me what man that was whom we saw lying dead. Lying dead. No, before I draw nearer to, near to that stone, to which point, answer me one question, just one. Are these the shadows of things that will be? Or are they the shadow of things that may be only, huh? It may only be lying dead. <laughs> Look. Men's courses will foreshadow certain ends to which, if preserved in, they must lead. But if the courses be departed from, yet the departed from rest, the ends will change. Say it is thus. Say it is thus with what you showed me. Dead <laughs> as a doornail. Me? No, no spirit. Oh, am I the man who lay upon the bed that evil lonely man? No, spirit. Oh no, no, no. Spirit, hear me, hear me. I am not the man I was. I will not be the man I I must have been, but for this intervention. Why? Why show me this if I have passed all hope, good spirit? Your nature intercedes for me and pities me. Uh, uh, assure me that I may have changed these shadows you've shown me by an altered life. Uh, yes? God rest ye uh, merry uh, gentlemen. Uh, I will honor Christmas in my heart 
and I will try to keep it all the year. All the year. Nothing you dismay. I will live in the past. Remember the present. Christ our Savior. And the future. The, the spirits of all three shall strive with me. No, I will not shut out the lessons that they teach. Oh, please tell me that I may sponge away the writing on this stone, please. Uh, 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 what? 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 What is this? What? What? What is this? Tarquin! Tarquin! Tarquin, what's going on? Tarquin! Take off guns, sir. No! No! She's cutting my hair! What are you doing, Cordelia? You're one of us! No! Me a better! No, stop it! Kill you, you gat too cow! Oh! Oh, it's go time! I'm gonna beat you to death with this wreath! Ah! No, stop! All of you, please! Oh. This has really been a laugh! No! Lord Olivier! What is the meaning of this? Just a little person versus person yuletide murder, governor. No. <laughs> Did you really think you could just walk into our territory, not a weapon among you, and just, what, put on a silly little play? Throw your weight around and not think every raider would show up at your doorstep? You were the easiest pickings we've ever seen around here in ages. We was going to surround this place on open at night, but then you put up them flyers everywhere, invited us right in, right inside. It was too easy. This is outrageous! Do you know who I am? I am Lord Alastair Olivier! And I am gonna put you in the ground. Look around you. All of those people dying, they would be yours. Your people, your responsibility. You took them on a cross-country trip. Underprepared, unskilled, and laughably thought you could con mocks out of cats and resources. You got this far, but we've seen our share of cons before. I should know. I've been one. The truth it is, there's no Christmas Day. There's never a happy ending. In the end, you're just a holotape or a dusty note. Around here, we walk past the skeletons. We pop them up in corners with funny hats on in inappropriate poses because no one cares anymore. Life is cheap, daddy No! No! I don't believe that! You're just like us. No. The difference is, we admit it. Where we prey on the body and rob them of caps, junk, and life, yeah. you rob them of spirit. No. That Torquin dude over there, I've oh. treated dogs better than him. Uh, oh, sir, oh, I appear to be dying, sir. What do I do? <laughs> Stop this! Stop it! <laughs> you talk down to them. You stand on them. Because the truth of it is, you're scared that you are actually nothing. <sighs> Everything about you is fake. No. So I'm going to give you a choice here because there is one thing I can't stomach. It's hypocrisy. 
You can join our merry band here and at least be what your nature really is. Help us finish off this dead dead weight, or you can take a bow. I can pump you full of lead, and we'll bring this little play to a tidy conclusion. What's it to be? Leave him alone! Tarquin, you saved me. Why? You're my friend. Why? Am I? I am. Even... Oh, Tarquin, even after how I've treated you? I think... I think friendships aren't always about that. Sometimes it's the bonds we make in shared smiles. Stories and experiences. Yes. We've seen a lot. We've done a lot. <laughs> and... Through it all, we've been together. Time and heart is the tie that binds, sir. Sometimes beyond blood. Besides, it's Christmas, and these raves were right gits, as Bob would say. <laughs> did, you, did you see what I did to that lug nut guy's head? Must have flown at least 20 feet. I can get used to heavy weapons. All this time. All this time. I read the words, but I didn't see them. I didn't understand what, what this is all about. What this is really about. Yes, it's a choice. We have the power to do good or evil indeed or thought. <laughs> yes, in our time on this planet, the, oh, my friends, it is so short that we forget to seize every moment in and live in it by lifting up others to to be merciful, charitable, kind. Yes, I I see that now. It it's sacrifice, putting others before yourself and and walking with your fellow men and women, not not on them. All right, come on, come come. Let's wrap this up. We have an opening to perform. And for the bloody bits of raiders on the floor, double duty casting on the spot when we open. <laughs> we can do it. Together, sir? Yes. Call me Alistair. Yes. Together, Tarquin, my lad, my, my dear friend. Together. <laughs> Places! Everyone who is still left standing, let us do this. Roll call. Who is left standing? Alive and festively armed, Marley's <laughs> packing a pew-pew. <laughs> Same. <laughs> well, except for the pew-pew. Yes. <laughs> I am standing, and I have smoked my upstaging enemy. Well, good on you. <laughs> well, shucks. I'm good for a final act. <laughs> Marianne and I performed a remarkable feat avoiding stray bullets while also tapping 
dangerous raiders with l- three light bulbs, a pencil. Yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. That, that's great. Nicely done, Brian. Nicely done. Uh, um, uh, alive, a bit of a yeah. bum knee, if I'm honest. All right, right, right. Okay, well, stand as you can. Right. Let us take it from the final act. Uh, places. Jacob Marley, oh, oh, Jacob, Jacob, heaven and the Christmas time, he prays for this. Oh, I, I say it on my knees, old Jacob. Oh, Jacob, on my knees, look, I'm on my knees, and, and, and my bed, cur- oh, my bed curtains. Oh, they're not torn down. Oh, 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 look at that. Oh, they're here. But I am here. The, all the shadows of things that would have been made be dispelled. They will be. I, oh, I know they will be. Oh, oh, oh. I don't know what to do. I, 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 I am, I am light as a feather. I am as happy as an angel. I, I, I am as merry as a schoolboy. I am as giddy as a drunken man. Oh, oh, oh. A merry Christmas to everybody. A happy New Year to all the world. Hello there. Oh, hello. Oh, look, there's the saucepan. Oh, in the gruel. The, the gruel was in yet. Oh, there's the door. Oh, the door. That is the door by which the ghost of Jacob Marley entered. Yes. Oh, I know it anywhere. Oh, oh, out the window in the yard. Oh, where the ghost of Christmas present sat. I remember that just like it happened yourself. Oh, there's the window. The window where I saw the wandering spirits. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> it's all true. <laughs> it's all happened. <laughs> I don't know what day of the month it is. I don't know how long I've been among the spirits. I don't I don't know anything. I, I'm quite a baby. <laughs> never, never mind. Never mind. I don't care. I, I, I'd rather be a baby. I'd rather be a baby. <laughs> Hello. Whoop, whoop. Hello here. <laughs> oh, listen. Oh, clash. Clash, clash, hammer, bang, bang, ding, dong, bell. Oh, yes, yes. Bell, dong, ding, hammer, bang, clash. <laughs> glorious, glorious, yes. Oh, 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 oh. You there. Yes. Me? Yes, yes, indeed. You there, young boy. What, what is today? 
young boy, what today? Uh, today, uh, it's Christmas Day. Today? Well, uh, oh, why, fine fellow, it's Christmas Day. Oh, I haven't missed it. Ah, the spirits have done it all in one night. <laughs> oh, well, they, of course, they can, they can do anything they like. Of course they can, of course they can, yes. And, uh, hello, my fine fellow. Young boy. Yes. Yes, uh, uh, quite all right. Uh, uh, yes, I'm all right. Uh, do you know the Polturas in the next street? Uh, uh, but but one, uh, at the corner, yes? I hope I do. Yes, oh, well, uh, oh, it's an intelligent boy. What a lovely boy. What, what a high-pitched boy. Uh, do you know whether they've sold the prize turkey that was hanging up there? Oh, oh not the little prize turkey, the, the big one. <laughs> the one big as me? Yes! Oh, what a delightful, what a delightful boy. A pleasure to speak with him. Yes, my buck, that's the one. It's a thing there now. Is it? Well, go and buy it. Walker? No, 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 sis. I am in earnest, young man. Go and buy it. Look, here is a half crown for your troubles. Now, you, you tell them Ebenezer Scrooge said to charge it to his account. Here's the address in Camden Town I want it sent. Now, be off with you now. Oh, <laughs> Liggay split. Oh, yes, sir. It's away. Oh, wait, wait, it's impossible to carry that to Camden Town. Oh, he must have a cab. Have look, look, here's the fare for a cab. Uh, yes, sir, and a Merry Christmas to you. Ho, ho, ho. Yes, it's Merry Christmas, young boy. Oh, you're lovely. One boy, young. Oh, Bob, Bob, Bob. He shan't know who sends it. It's twice the size of Tiny Tim. Oh, ho, ho, ho. oh Joe Miller never made such a joke as sending it to Bob's will be. Yeah, oh, yes, yes, yes. Let us exit. Oh, 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 look at this. Oh, I shall love it. I shall love it as long as I live. I scarcely ever looked at it before, but oh, what an honest expression it has in its face. It's a wonderful knocker. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Well, I can't go out like this. Uh, well, I must get dressed. Yes, yes, get dressed, get dressed, Scrooge. Come, come. Oh, 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 my goodness, my goodness, ah, oh, you there, hello, I know that man, my dear sir, my dear sir, my dear sir, hello, how do you do, yes, uh, I, I, I hope you succeeded yesterday, it was, it was very kind of you, uh, a very merry Christmas to you, sir, a very merry Christmas. Mr. Scrooge? Yes, yes, that is my name, and uh, I fear it may not be pleasant to you. Uh, uh, allow me to ask your pardon, and, and, and will you have the goodness uh, the goodness to accept a... Hmm? My, my dear Mr. Scrooge, are, yes? are you serious? Yes, if you please. Yes, not a farthing less. No, a, a great many back payments are included in it, I assure you. Will, will, will you do me that favor? <laughs> My dear yes. sir, I, I, I don't... I don't know what to say to such munificence. Well, don't say anything. Please, uh, uh, come and see me. Oh, will you come and see me? Oh, oh, I will. I will. Well, I thank you. I, I am much obliged to you. I thank you 50 times. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Bless you. Bless you. Merry Christmas.
Lovely day. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you as well. Here you go. A little coin for you. Yes. Merry he said that Christmas was a humbug as I live. He believed it too. Fred! Oh, my. Oh, I, I'm, I'm so sorry, dear. My dear, I, I forgot you were there. Uh, oh, God, I was... Oh, my bless my soul. Who's that? It is I, your Uncle Scrooge. It's your Uncle Scrooge. Are you quite all right? <laughs> Never better, my boy. I... I have come as you asked. Uh, beg your forgiveness for the kindness, love, and meals I, I may have shared with you this many a year. And, and you, my dear, oh, my dear, 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 will you forgive a miserable old fool for being too blind to see and too deaf to hear? Of course, Uncle. Of course. Uncle, <laughs> you must stay for dinner. Uh, yes. Come, you must meet our guests. Yes, delightful. And he did stay. And he did meet. And the meal was indeed excellent. It was the day that he came for Christmas for the first time and such games were played. For Scrooge, the memory of that day with his family, with the joy of the spirits and the lessons they taught him, filling his heart. Late that night, when he returned to bed, there was no darkness in any corner, nor spirits to fear. It was the most restful sleep he'd had in a lifetime, and in his dreams, he saw only a star-filled expanse of light and hope. For tomorrow, <laughs> he had Bob to deal with. have made himself quite merry yesterday. <laughs> oh, my tiny Tim must have been as stuffed as the turkey. <laughs> oh, my, oh, oh, here he comes. <clears throat> Cratchit! You're late. What do you mean by coming here at this time of the day? Very sorry, sir. I'm behind my time. You are? Yes. Yes, I think you are. Step this way, if you please. What do you have to say for yourself, Cratchit? Well, it's only once a year, sir. I'll try not to repeat it. I was ah. making rather merry yesterday, so you see. Now, 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 I'll tell you what. 
My friend, I'm not going to stand for this sort of thing any longer. And therefore, and therefore, I am about to raise your salary. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, sir. Christmas, Bob! A merrier Christmas, Bob, my good fellow, than I've given you for many a year. Oh, I, I am going to raise your salary, Bob. I'm going to double your salary. And, and Bob, Bob, if you'll let me, I'd like to try to help your family. I, I, I don't... No, 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 please, Will... We'll discuss it this afternoon over a Christmas bowl of smoking Bishop Bob. Yes, yes, my good man. Now, make up the fires and and buy another coal scuttle before you dart another eye, Bob Cratchit. <laughs> uh, yes, sir. Uh, uh, of course, sir. Sir, what has happened? Oh, Christmas has happened, Bob. And the specter of a future that scarcely bears thinking about. It will change, Bob. All of it. And Tim, our tiny Tim, will be well. Bob, do you believe me? Yes. Yes, sir. Uh, I do. I do. And, and Merry Christmas. Cheer <laughs> up, Bob. Cheer up. Merry Christmas. Now, my good fellow, we have much work to do. <laughs> and that night, upon Charleston, for the very first time in decades-long memory, snow began to fall. Those who were there that night for the opening of a most unusual version of A Christmas Carol proclaimed it to be a miracle. In actuality, it was the Brotherhood fiddling over at Fort Atlas with the weather-controlling doomsday device that resulted in several fatalities and a colossal explosion. And yet, miracles aren't always born out of the ether with light and glitter. By 1843, the celebration of Christmas in Britain had begun to wane, and gone were the great glittering feasts of former years. The man who put the story of A Christmas Carol to paper equally had peaked in popularity, and his most recent work was considered a failure. Dickens was in dire financial straits as Christmas approached that year, and he found himself lost in fear and self-doubt when a visit to Manchester opened his eyes. All around him, he was surrounded by those whose situation was far more dire than his own. Children with empty stomachs, sickness everywhere, and mothers clutching shawls in terror for fear for their family on those grimy streets. Passing by all of them were his fellow men of business, unseeing of the plight of those around them. Dickens rushed home and feverishly told that very story. In doing so, he little realized that it would become his greatest work, a work told in every form of media almost two centuries later, on every corner of the planet, and in every language on Earth. 
Its popularity not only cemented the celebration of Christmas in Victorian Britain, but helped to shape it. It endures now as reminder that faith isn't always found in a book or in the Word. It is found in each other and reminds us that hope can be given as much as it is felt. It also reminds us that the power of the one or the many to deliver that onto those who need it most begins as easily as making the choice to do so. From all of us here to all of you at home in whatever form you celebrate this time of year, may your holidays be filled with light and love. And in the words of Dickens himself, have a heart that never hardens, a temper that never tires, and a touch that never hurts. Good night.